Hi, and welcome to the We Shape podcast. I'm Katie. I'm here with Nina and Tyler. Hi, everybody. We're really excited about today's episode. It's a special episode. We're currently running a We Shape challenge. And um, so I think all of our challenge participants are listening in. So Hi, hello. challenge participants. <laughs> hello. Um, we will be dropping a secret code word at some point in this podcast for our challenge participants. And we actually have a special guest who um, is dropping the word. So um, stay tuned for that. The, the majority of our podcast episode today is going to be focused on the value of community mm-hmm. and why we have spent so much time and energy and resources on having the community be a major pillar of, of we shape as a whole. So um, if this is your first time listening in, welcome. Uh, go check out some of our other episodes. We've recently released a number of amazing guests. But for today, we're just going to talk a little bit about our experience in the health and fitness industry as it pertains to community, especially around the mission that we have here at We Shape. So before we get started, we haven't met with each other in a little while for a podcast. So how are you guys? How is everyone? We're good. I'm good. I'm killing it. Today has been an interesting day today, but we're just going to roll with it and flow with it. Not every day you wake up is going to turn out quite like you thought. (laughs) And it's really important to figure out how to get through each day and show up on the other side uh, as your best self. I said to our nine-year-old this morning, it's a bad morning, not a bad life. Mm. (laughs) And I think that sometimes we get really stuck in this bad moment means bad life. Mm. And anytime we can have a chance to zoom out and go, oh, it's a bad moment, not a bad life. Yeah, not identify with the moment as everything, even though it feels like that sometimes. I love the like, right? you can restart your day at any time. Yeah, right? just, that's oh, beautiful. I'm just gonna pretend I'm just waking up yeah. right now. Take some deep breaths <laughs> Good morning. And, and get going. <laughs> yeah. So, well, do you want to do like a little special announcement before we jump into? I mean, I well, now wait. we have to. Well, now <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are chomping at the bit. So. Do you want to tell people what's happening in your life, Nina? I I do. Um, we're, we shapes having a baby. I'm having a baby. Yay! <laughs> Yay! There were many uh, days on the podcast where I was feeling a little uh, bit like I might lose my cookies. So I'm really happy to be feeling better. Um, and the cookies are safe. The cookies are safe. <laughs> Everything is secured. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling really good, really excited. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I am, <laughs> as your best friend, exceptionally excited. It's our pregnancy. It feels that way. <laughs> my mom was like, wow, you're really excited about Nina's pregnancy. I'm like, it feels like I'm having a baby. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to do my best to hold healthy boundaries around um, <laughs> being with your child all the time. Your husband's going to be like, please leave my house. You can't live here. I'm sure we will take all the help we can get. We are definitely in over our heads, but it's going to be fun. Do you feel like I could quickly share the story about how please. she got her name? Absolutely. Because So you're having a girl. <clears throat> Yes. Her name is Ruby Lemon. Ruby Lemon. And I was, um, I just love this story because I actually didn't know this story until you told me. (laughs) But I was like, that is the cutest name ever. And you said, well, your daughter picked out the middle name. And I said, wait, what? And she goes, yeah, about five months ago, I came over. Yeah. And Ellie had said, oh my gosh, I had a dream about you guys last night that you had a baby girl and you named her Lemon. (laughs) And then you and your husband were like, Lemon is the cutest name. And then 
that's how she's getting part of her name. I know. Well, we both were like banding it around and we were like, we actually really like Lemon. Like, because we had nicknamed her Baby Lemon. We were like, well, when we have a baby, we'll call it Baby Lemon. And then it just got kind of real and we were like, let's just roll with it. So just, she can change it later when she's grown up and goes, that is so whimsical and weird, guys. But. We're sticking well, with it. I just love that my daughter had a dream about that, and now that's going to be your daughter. I love name. it, too, because Macy, your littler one, she always goes, if she has a brother, will you name him Lime? <laughs> we're like, yeah, we're drawing I the don't line. know. I think one fruit for family yeah. is probably yeah. good. So Rudy Lime. Yeah, Rudy Lime <laughs> and, and Ruby, Ruby Lemon. Lemon. That'd be hey. great. I like well, it. anyway, we'll, we're really excited. And um, at, at some point, I'd love for you to talk about your experience in the future on another episode, just because a lot of our mission here at We Shape is – to break down toxic weight loss culture, which is a very broad way of saying so many different things are put upon us um, as humans, but as specifically as a lot of people who, you know, identify as female. And so I'll be, I'll be really curious to dissect some of your experiences as a woman uh, being pregnant, as your body changes, the messages yeah. you get. So we'll do that another time. Absolutely. Because I know the story you might be referencing here, which is worth uh, hearing. So you'll we'll have to stick to the podcast. Yeah. And There's we'll, been we'll a couple there. stories. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I want to talk a lot about why we have community here at WeShape. So I'm going to give a tiny bit of historical references to the businesses that we've run. So Tyler and I have been, I've been, I've personally been in the fitness industry for 20 years now. Wow. And uh, 29 or um, 19 years. And you, not too, I mean, 15 years? At least, yeah. And Tyler and I have always run some sort of fitness company together for the last 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a point where I said, you know, we're really successful at this, these businesses. We're selling products that people are buying, but I still feel kind of empty inside and I don't quite understand why. And about three years ago, I came to you and I basically said, I'm not available for this this business anymore. We were selling products that were targeted at get six pack abs or do this or do that. And I just said, you know, I know it's not sexy to sell wellness so much, but I can't focus on how people look. I want to provide people a product that focuses on how people feel. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling like really by myself on that island like how will I convince this entire company that is feeling proud and successful and you know really happy about our accomplishments to say we're actually going completely different direction. And everyone was telling you you couldn't either. Like there was no support from the outside. Yeah, so the deeper that I got into our industry, specifically in the, the types of products we were selling, the more the narrative was that's the way you make money, that's the way you sell it, and if you do it a different way, you're going against the grain and you don't know. Well, and let me just, let me bring some clarity to this, right? Like, you know, the industry is built around faster, less time and effort, you don't have to do anything in order to get results, right? And so the more um, bold I think somebody is who owns a fitness company and in making these claims, the more likely people will buy your product because they have to do less to receive more. And so when, when you came to us and we started having these conversations, we're like, how are we gonna be able to do this? Like oh, it's gonna take a lot of time, <laughs> and we're not focused on what it aesthetically does for you, we're focused on how it makes you feel, and um, it's definitely been an uphill battle to try and figure out how to connect with people, but I really see, particularly in this challenge too, I really see how much people are connecting with this message now, and it's a, it's a really beautiful thing, and I'm really happy we made that change. So sorry to interrupt, I just wanted to give people that context of like how, like 
it's just so easy to just make up some claims and get after it and get a lot of people who are buying your products. And people are trained to measure success in yeah. a certain way. Like we're socialized yeah. to be like, if this, this is what success looks like. Right. And we're actually asking people to look at success in a totally different way, yeah. which is a huge ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just to continue to reflect on that transition, because that was a very um, low point in my life when I felt like I was asking for something that nobody wanted. And then I would go to these business events and I would be like one of 10 females, right? Well, there's like for one, for every 10 men, there was only really one woman. If that. And um, a lot of the times people were nice to me. It wasn't like people were downright disrespectful. And I don't really feel like people even knew they would say the things that they would say. But there was some downright disrespectful <laughs> things that I witnessed. I just witnessed, want to so, be kind yeah. in my communication sure. right now. But there was a lot of people who basically was like, Tyler's the one who runs the business and Katie is his, I don't know, his personal ad. I, I don't know what they really thought that I was, but they definitely didn't look at me as a leader in the health and fitness space. You were the leader. Mm -hmm. And so to go into a vision that I had with all the cards against me, right? I had a whole team that they weren't against me, but they were like, don't rock the boat. We are being, we're successful. We're doing this, like we're doing what we think is amazing. And um, to even be in a partnership in all transparency where there wasn't, there was resistance in the beginning. Yeah. So I just want to take the opportunity to give women permission to follow their intuition and to follow their light. Because um, I will tell you that without my closest friends during that time, I wouldn't have made it here. Uh, Nina and uh, my other friend Amy the entire time were like, just keep going. It doesn't matter what people say just keep doing what you're doing. And I even had Amy a couple weeks ago pull me aside and say, look at what you've done. And I could barely even acknowledge that work that I did. I was like, oh yeah, well, yeah. and she's like, please just, and I think that is part of, I don't know if other people identify with that, but I do have a hard time saying, no, I did that. I took this ship that was going this way and I turned it this way and I don't wanna take any credit for it. Because it, well, it was a team effort too, right? So I don't, that's part of the reason, but. That's your imposter syndrome talking. <laughs> but she really said, Katie, look at the last three years. This is, this has been extremely challenging for you and you're finally doing what you love. And even the last time we went to an event, I had multiple people come up to me and say, mm -hmm. Something's different about you, whatever you're doing, you're in love with. And I just can't tell you how, how gratifying and how soul fulfilling it is to do something you actually feel called to do in spite of what everyone tells you you can't do. Wow. So I want to use this experience to give other female entrepreneurs. I was never the entrepreneur. You were the entrepreneur. No one ever gave me, no one even allowed me to have that until I allowed myself to have it. Mm. And so I want to give all those females out there who doubt themselves because it's okay if you're the only woman in the industry that you're in. It doesn't mean that your intuition or your vision or your guidance isn't valid. So I'm hoping to use this platform to, to one, just start and say, like, you're powerful, you're meaningful, and the things you want to do are important. And I'm so glad I, I fought that fight because I have never felt more secure in what I'm doing and the, the message that I'm putting out into the world. That's, Hell yeah. That's beautiful. It's really interesting that we're talking about this right now. I, uh, I do a meditation every morning and sometimes like things come to me and I write them down. And, um, you know, this morning when I was sitting there, something just hit me. It was like, when we find presence, we find a connection to our true selves, which is our authenticity. And yet we sacrifice our authenticity every single day in order to fit in. And in that we seek outside of ourselves to feel whole. 
right? And yeah. that's where I think the root of like suffering and addiction and all this other stuff comes from. And what I'm hearing you say, and you know, we've been on a lot of calls for this challenge too, where I've heard a lot of people say some really beautiful things already. It's, I am going to connect with myself. I'm gonna take care of myself. This is my time to show up and take care of me. There's so many people who are taught that if you try to take care of yourself or you advocate for yourself or you live in your authenticity, that you don't fit in anymore. Yeah. So you need to go away. And that's why I think community is so important, like we're talking about. You, you, you have to be this person who's authentic in themselves. And along the way, you need other people who are going to be like, heck yeah, be authentic, right? Because if everybody is tearing you down and you're like crabs in a barrel, right, where they're just pulling you down every time you try to climb out, you're going to, you're going to feel really stuck and alone. No, like I'm, that is not, I'm not minimizing the statement that I said around if Amy and Nina weren't right there saying you have to keep doing what you know is to feels true for you, I wouldn't have. I fully, my community is what allowed me to be held in that space during that really difficult time. And it, it's funny because you're probably like, okay, yeah, but it was like, it was just the little things they would whisper in my ear when I would be like, ah, oh, I'm trying to get Tyler on board with this, but ah, no one really quite understands. It's like, okay, you, it's okay, we still, you, it doesn't matter, you don't have to explain yourself to us. And so right off the bat, the, the value that I see in community and, and where we can find value in community is if you feel you're being true to yourself and the people around you do not support that version of you, it's not a message for you to change yourself. Right. It's a message for you to change who you're surrounding yourself with. And I will say over the last couple of years, I've had to change some of the people I've even hung out with. Not in a means of I'm better or you're not, just in a means of like my priorities have shifted in this life. And I have to stay true to what I know is good for me and I have to find that network of people. So um, if people are wondering why I incorporated a huge pillar of community into the product and into, into WeShape, it's because WeShape exists because of my community. That's why it's here. And so, um, yeah, I just, I wanna, I wanna thank you, Nina. And if Amy's listening, which I think she does actually, because that's Hi, how, Amy. yeah. Thank you so much. Because WeShape is here because I had community supporting me in that. And if you're connecting with self and you're finding that people don't support that, again, it's not indication that you need to really do anything other than find people who do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I um, wanna talk a little bit about the calls. So yeah. I was laughing the other day. So Tyler leads, so at WeShape we have what we call WeConnect. In the product, you can click on the WeConnect section and then it has all the different calls that we offer. Right now we offer, we coach calls, which are calls with Tyler to ask really movement related questions. Like I'm using the product, but my shoulder still hurts. Or I can't get up off the ground, do you have an alternative exercise? Or questions that are all movement related. Then we have the we share calls, which is just about connecting with community. So I lead one of those a week, Nina leads one of those a week, Coach Kaysen leads a few, and then Coach Marilyn also has a call. And then um, we also have the challenge calls once a week. So those kind of go in and out as, as it pertains to when we're running the challenges. So we have that going on right now. So just to give the listeners perspective on the, the different types of calls we have. But the part of the reason I decided to incorporate that so heavily into the product was not only my own experience as to why WeShape even exists, but it was also because of that research I stumbled upon by Wendy Suzuki, who's a neuroscientist, who had done some research on what contributed to longevity. Well, being in the health space, I'm like, it's gonna be the quality of food, it's Your gonna be diet, the exercise, yeah, it's gonna be whatever. this, and those things are important. <laughs> but what she found was that connection and community was one of the top factors for longevity and a life well spent. 
And I said, oh, well, that's going to mean, you know, a Nina in your life, right? And while that's amazing, and while that's carried me through many challenges over the last couple decades, she was really doing research on, like, the positive interaction you have with the barista at your local coffee shop. So then it hit me. I can't move forward with WeShape and with this mission in getting people to have a different relationship with their body and with movement and with toxic weight loss, toxic weight loss culture without having community because we're doing something that's a little bit different. It's against the grain. It's going kind of against what we know to be true in magazines and social media and the messages that we all grew up with, which is there's one body type, the number on the scale matters, your worth is defined by how you look and what you can do with your body. And and so community was born at WeShape partially because of my own experience, but partially because of that research I stumbled upon. I knew that it was extremely valuable. So if you're a WeShape member, go to the We Connect section of the product and join a call. Um, Come say hi to us. It's been really fun. I think the reason why this is so impactful, at least from my experience of just talking with a lot of people on these calls, um, especially in the challenge ones that we've done that are rather large at times with hundreds of people in them, is like, I get this sense that people feel alone, right? And especially like you've said, your personal story, when you go against the grain, you really feel alone because you're like, dude, nobody's, nobody understands my experience or believes in my experience right here. And one of the most powerful things about these calls is just giving people a platform just to share their experience and struggles. And when they share that, I see them all connected. I see one person's struggle similar to another person's struggle, similar to another person's struggle. And I think the underlying theme here is like, it's not all easy, right? Everyone has struggles, no matter who you are, what background you have, where you come from, we all have struggles. And when you notice that everyone has those struggles and they're all trying to accomplish the same thing, then you start to recognize like, oh, we're all together. Yeah. And you then you don't feel alone. There's a like normalization. The worst that thing happens. is feeling alone. I really yeah. think that's a powerful thing. And I don't know. I don't know if Wendy Suzuki studied this, but just feeling connected to other is such a huge part of feeling whole. I also right? want to properly introduce her. Her name's Dr. Wendy Suzuki. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't say that. Well, when we share openly, um, you know, in my life, I have had a lot of experience with this. Um, when we share openly, we give permission for others to share openly yeah. and like shine their light a little brighter. But when you say things, especially in an open format like that, where people are just, they're not sharing to have a response or advice or things offered to them. They're just sharing to share. It's amazing what um, actually happens to the people who are listening. Because I think like, you know, sharing and getting things off your chest is so cathartic. It's so helpful. But like sometimes someone will say something in a group setting, like when I'm on a call, and I'll be like, that just changed me. Even mm -hmm. though I wasn't participating in what they just said, I they don't know that I've had that same thought. And it's this normalization process that happens where you're like, I am one of many, rather than I am a single person who, I'm the only person who's ever felt this way or thought this or, or been mean to myself like that. And I think we, you know, we live in our brain all the time and it tells us a lot of things all day long. And I'm like, a lot of those things aren't even true. And if I check in with you or I check in with other close friends and then also other community members, I'm like, oh, it's not just me. I am not by myself. And the funny thing, too, about that, now that I'm glad you're bringing that up, because, like, I might have 30 people on a call, and, like, maybe only five people speak, and the other 25 have their cameras off and are not speaking. That's fine. Yeah. Because sometimes just hearing other people speak, so I always encourage people, you're not required to even participate, but just joining and knowing that people are experiencing similar things or things that you may have thought of. I also have made it a point part of our company culture is I've asked all of the people who work for WeShape that they join at least one call a week. Don't have to have their camera on, don't have to speak. 
but I need people to see the impact of the work that they do here. Rather it's you know, writing the code for the product, to helping people in support, to creating the content that goes on our social media. It doesn't matter to me. All of those pieces are what we're offering our community and benefit the people in our community as well as ourselves are benefiting from. And I think it's a phenomenal reminder for everyone on our team to join once a week and go like, oh, the work that I'm doing here is actually having impact. Because a lot of people share very vulnerable stories. And it's really, it's really great to see that like, okay, I, I was onto something here. People do want to connect with each other about this and they do want to share and create community and we have the platform to do that. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, one thing I really like about what you said there was you don't have to talk. You just, you can show up and just listen and just be a part of it. And I think that's such a beautiful way to dip your toes in the water if you're someone who um, is really like, wow, I really hear this and I hear the message. I want to show up for me. I want to show up to help myself feel better in my body, about my body. But you don't feel like maybe there's you're, you're confident enough to come out in front of the camera and stuff like that. Because the reality is, is, you know, we become who we surround ourselves with. And the reason I personally believe this happens is because when you expose yourself to people, you start to align yourself with their beliefs, with their reality, right? And so their reality becomes your reality. And I, I know this from a long time ago. I remember right before I started my first actual business, I was listening to books on audio all the time. And I was working a job during the daytime that allowed me to do this. So I could listen to like eight, 10 hours of audio, two times speed all day long. And I feel like that year was this monumental year in changing my beliefs and my mindset because I was constantly exposing myself to this. So even people who are on there, I mean, just, just listening to a call once a week, or I've even seen people coming in there now like almost every single day. And it's like a beautiful reminder of just like, hey, I, this is what I'm doing. This is who I'm doing it with. There's people there that I can lean on for support. And I think that that's that kind of, um, if you take those actions, it will really help you change the way you're showing up for yourself. I, I was know. laughing because the other day I was doing one of my We Share calls and someone had joined and she was like, oh, it's my first day. <coughs> I didn't know what these calls were. And she goes, I just needed a workout. And I said, well, at We Shape, we, we There's a really, little more to it than that. <laughs> we, we talk a lot about our intentions. We, we focus on movement with the workouts. We focus on community. And then we focus on beliefs. And one of the platforms that we have is our podcast. And she went, wait, what? All of that is included? I, I didn't know. And she was, it was really great to see like, oh, no, like this, your wellness and your connection with yourself and your body is more than just pushing play on a workout and burning calories. Like we actually completely have a different perspective on how this journey to wellness should be. So it's been so, uh, the calls have been incredibly gratifying. I actually yeah. learned so much from people's stories. Yeah, And, and it's like I'm never so, what you think. I've had a couple amazing calls where people are talking about, and this is something I've experienced in my journey of wellness and, and like relating to my body and, and body image and just all of those pieces. But um, they were talking about how that connection with self that we just all both touched on, or all of us touched on rather, um, where they said, you know, I was asked by my doctor's office to change my, and if this woman's listening, I hope you are. It's so nice to see you on the calls. I hope you come back next week and see me again. But um, she said, I called, got a call from my doctor's office and they wanted me to change my appointment time. And that wasn't gonna work for my day. And I, I decided not to say yes. And normally she would have said yes. She was like, absolutely, of course. I just I'll got move. anxiety. Yeah, yeah, like I'm like, of course I'll do whatever you want. You're the doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you're an expert. And she said, no, I'm not available to move that time. 
And I was like, that's the aha that they got? Like, what a cool thing because we don't realize how connected it all is. Changing your relationship with your body, changing the way that you feel about yourself inside your body actually affects every single part of your life. Yeah. It's not just, hey, I, I'm a little bit more flexible, my back hurts a little less. It's also like, yeah, no, that doesn't work for my, my day. I'm gonna actually keep my promise to myself and have my plan go the way I, I wanted it to go. And I was like, heck yeah, like that's so great. And to make that connection because that's a hard one to, to realize all is connected. I, yeah. I think you bring up a really good point and this is something that I also see on these calls a lot. And especially like, you know, we did this first challenge call where we talked about what's your why, what's your intention. And so many people came on and were like so real and I swear to God, I was holding back tears like the entire time. You know, I was just like, this is just such a beautiful um, call with everybody just expressing themselves in such an honest and open way. But um, I think that, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about the call. There's so many good things to talk about. I was about about the like, I was getting all emotional there for a second. I have all these things I want to no, share. No, what did you say there for a sec? Let me go back to that. About not changing her doctor's appointment? Yes, okay, so the theme that I kept seeing over and over again was people just realizing that I have spent my whole life not showing up for me. Yeah. I have spent my whole life just looking at myself in the mirror and going, you're last, everyone else is first. Oh my gosh. And I think that, uh, and I, I know that this is more prevalent in women than it is in men, where it's like your value is how you look and how much you show up for other. Right. And it's so sad to see people who are 50, 60, 70 years old just now learning but it's not that too you late. can give yourself Never. permission to show up but it's not too late that's super important it's not too late you can wake up today and you could say hey what do i want to do what do i need to feel good what do i need to do for myself so i can feel good you know yeah it's like we get on the airplane and they tell you the whole thing about oxygen masks right <laughs> i say this over and over again right it's like they say put your oxygen mask on first so yeah. you can help someone else and then in real life what do we do we wake up some Buzz hits, we reschedule our doctor's appointment, all this stuff falls apart. We never take care of ourselves, right? We were so on a trip recently it. and we were like rushing to get out somewhere and it was freezing and I got everyone bundled and I forgot my jacket, but we were late <laughs> so I couldn't go back and I was like, I'm freezing and Teeth I was like, just chattering. and then I was laughing at myself. I was like, that's your little message that you're still not thinking about. You're still worrying about everyone else. Then we get to the breakfast place. We're like, hurry, we have to like get the food because we have this oh appointment. Oh my God, I remember this morning. And then, <laughs> so and then everyone sits down, they get all their food and I go, Damn it, I forgot to order my breakfast. I was no. like, how many times? It was like, I was, a, and I just kind of laughed again. And I was like, yep, there's the, the message was again. Like, hey, girl. Yeah, well, there's the message further, again. too, because like then you ordered a smoothie and then we had to run up to make this appointment. <laughs> so and you like upset. ran up the stairs and you were like, wait, where's my smoothie? And you went back down and like, oh, I, got, I forgot to go grab it. <laughs> you know, you were just I, in the zone of just take care of sure everyone. Making sure everybody else. else was. And so yeah. it's not something that you just overcome overnight. No. But it's okay to give yourself permission to say, I'm going to step back and see, like, are the things that I'm doing in my life genuinely serving my best interest? And how can I start to make small incremental changes that make steps. a big impact over time? We're talking about, like, one little step, not a hundred steps that happen overnight, right? Which is basically the antithesis to the entire story we've ever been fed in the health and fitness industry it's you wake up on monday morning and that's when you're it's gonna go do time. this yeah that's not how it works here at we shape it's it's small incremental changes so i want to be super clear on something here um when we say like you've been told to show up for other your whole life and it's time to show up for yourself um that doesn't mean you can't show up for others but there's a distinction there that i want to point out is that if you've spent your whole life showing up for other people out of guilt 
or conditioning or shame or obligation, then the entire time you're doing that, you're doing it because you feel like you're supposed to do it, right? right? And if you start showing up for yourself and you create space for you, well, you actually create space for other. And you might do the same thing to show up for someone else as you did before, but the feeling won't be resentment or obligation. Yeah. It will be, I'm caring for this person because I want to care for this person. Right. And that's what I really want people to get to, is care enough for yourself that you create enough space to do for other, right? So that they, you can do this out of um, love and compassion and kindness. I think it comes from a place of like almost abundance. Like yeah. as you fill your own yes. cup, you're like, oh, I, I have more. I was looking for a word. I was looking for a word. I got you abundance. with words. I like I'm your girl. <laughs> um, but it, it comes from a place of, you know, as I do more for myself and as I lean into that part of self-connection that I want to build, I have more space and time. It almost like maximizes my um, resiliency to my ability to show up for other. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm checked in and good here. So I have room for this oh, so and true. that is I don't know that's a big change for me because I think a lot of it comes from obligation and you're supposed to right so then you're like I feel empty inside and there's not that much to pour out I I feel like with that mic drop we should do the, the special word now oh. we're gonna do the word right. special word okay I'm gonna bring in my special guest for the word I'm Ellie Brown and the secret word today is coconut <laughs> All right, we're back. Oh my god, um, that was really funny that that, that worked adorable. out today. Um, <laughs> that was part of the craziness I was talking about in the beginning of this episode. Was just how like one kid came home from school and another kid was like, maybe we need to go pick him. It was just a while. You adapted yeah. beautifully though. Uh, yeah, we well. we brought her in office. We delayed the recording of this by a little bit, and then when she got here, of course, she was like, "You're gonna let me on the podcast." She was down right? to do the whole thing. Oh. I know. She's like, "Just interview me." We're oh like, "About god. what would you tell people?" She's like, oh "She's like, don't worry about it. I'll figure it." out on when I go. I got it. I She's like, ready. You are your father's daughter. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll figure it out as I go. <laughs> I love it. I really Building admire a, people who can do that. Yeah, we jump out of the airplane and build a parachute on the I way I almost down, stole your line just you then, know? but I let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, pal. But Ellie, yes, yeah, so the word uh, coconut, that's the word that Ellie chose. Um, Someone and, wouldn't have just been in Hawaii, would she have? No, no. <laughs> oh, man. And so, uh, Tyler, they where do they submit that? Um, where do I don't know where they submit that, to be totally <laughs> frank. Um, they're going to go into their challenge dashboard. Oh, challenge dashboard. And there's going to be right there, and there's going to be some sort of submit right there. So. Apologies to our director of marketing know, for yeah, that little sorry, slip just now. No, uh, just Coach Helen is cringing I know. right now. Stay tuned to the We're emails. We're all fired. Stay tuned to the emails. <laughs> That's so what sorry, we're going to share. Let me say it. Stay tuned to the emails. That's where we're going to share how to do everything in there. Okay? Absolutely. So, yes. Okay. Follow the... You will have follow. further instruction. But the word is coconut. That's the most important thing you'll take from this podcast. Um, Come to a call. Just tell us coconut. No. So I want to I piggyback on something I said before sure. the coconut. All right? Before we got to coconut here. So we were talking about how... Um, you know, showing up for yourself doesn't mean you can't show up for another. Yeah. Um, and and how if you can really show up for yourself, then you create space for yourself because you feel that abundance was the word that you pulled out of a hat. I loved there. Um, and you can provide that for others. And I think that's so, so beautiful. Um, that being said, having watched uh, both of you to some degree, especially Katie, uh, go on this journey of learning how to show up for yourselves in a much more meaningful way, I think it's important that you you also give yourself the space for it and that you communicate with the people that are really important to you about it and, and that you ask for that support, that community and that support, right? Because if you're sitting there and you're, oh my God, I'm just, I'm so codependent. I, I say yes to everything. And then you just start saying no to everything. You don't have any conversations. This could be like a recipe for a really 
uh, like a big disaster, a lot of friction. You get whiplash if you just go like totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's mm. important that when you're trying to repattern the way that you're showing up, your beliefs, your actions, etc., that you do give yourself some space and some grace. I was for that. just gonna say grace is such a key part of that. It's well, I so think big. the natural human okay, human beings like to be polarized. It's black or it's white. Yeah. It's yes or it's no. Like we don't like gray, we don't like maybe, but the truth about the world is is that everything is maybe and everything is really gray. And so I think the other thing that I struggled with too in in sort of my <laughs> intention to kind of acknowledge that I didn't like that I didn't have any space for myself, which I didn't even know I was doing that at the time. But that's what was happening, is there was something inside of me that says, we don't like the way you don't show up for yourself, and the only person who has the power to make this change within you is you. And so what we normally do is when we don't like something and we finally decide to change it, we go the extreme opposite. So for me, that looked like overly harsh boundaries, um, like you had overly harsh boundaries in the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> and so I wasn't aware of that. And no, so there comes a point of calibration. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like none of this work is really done overnight, and that's why the very first step when people come to We Shape is about intention, and the intention is just with you and yourself. I have an intention of better understanding how I can show up for myself more. I have an intention of learning how to connect with my body in a way I haven't before. I have a connection of taking better care of myself. Like these small intentions will then provide the opportunity for small micro changes to happen over time. Over time, over years, right? I, I made that reality. decision kind of unconsciously about three years ago. Yeah. and. Today is a very different looking day for me in terms of how I take care of myself, how I prioritize rest, how I prioritize who I spend my time with, what I like to even do on the weekend, right? Like, but that did not happen overnight. And I did have to learn really hard lessons about overly harsh boundaries and polarization and black and white thinking. And like, I really had to transform some of the ways that I thought about what that change should look like. And so giving yourself permission to acknowledge that you want change, but then also giving yourself permission to have, take the time that it needs and that there's nothing, any, there's nothing dramatic that needs to happen today. And that's part of the mission here at WeShape is to accept people where they are and how they are right now and to offer tools for making those small steps and incremental changes with the goal of connecting with self more. That's yeah. all we're doing here at WeShape. And that's why we're focusing on, we believe that the four pillars to achieve that are first intention, then movement, not to be confused with exercise and crazy <laughs> workout routines, then community and beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited that we ran this challenge. And when people are listening for the first time, if they're not in the challenge, like, oh, a challenge, like, it's not like your normal challenge. <laughs> the entire purpose of the challenge week one was intention, week two was movement, week three was community, week four was beliefs. It's just, it's just breaking down our understanding of some of these things as a means, as a tool to connect with ourselves in a different way than we have before. And it's beautiful, this connect with ourselves that we've been talking about this whole time. Um, it's something that's so hard for people to do. It really is. They don't hard. teach you. They don't teach you. Everybody teaches you to not connect with yourself, to go do what everybody else wants. But here's here's the reality of the situation: is um, when we do everything for everybody else, we start to feel kind of crappy, right? And then we make decisions from that place. We make decisions to continue our struggle, right? 
And if we just took a moment and said, what's one thing I can do for me right now? What's one person I can connect with that will lift me up rather than tear me down? If we can just do that, like maybe once a day, even once a week, right? That little bit will change how you feel about yourself and then you make better decisions from that place. Because yeah. that's the reality. If you feel good about yourself, you make decisions from that place and you make good decisions when you feel good. It's a you snowball effect. You make bad effect. decisions when you feel bad. Either do you, way. Right? Do you know what my one thing was that's really was the thing I started doing for myself? What's that? Like the first thing? Yeah. Sleeping. No. <laughs> that was definitely not the first thing. That okay. took me years. Come on, you guys. I shopping? feel like he was drinking more water. Shopping, really? No, the, I do no, less the, shopping no, than I've ever done. No, the grocery store with, with oh. your friend there. No, no, it was taking a bath every night. Oh, mm, the bath, That's yes. a good one. Yes. But not just I knew it was any, water related. Just, <laughs> girl. <laughs> Something aquatic but, There's definitely liquid. But not just any bath. This right. was a, a practice that I started with that I said, you're going to take a bath with no lights on, with a candle burning, with bubble bath, mm. with Epsom salt, with essential oil, and you're gonna tell your family, this 20 to 30 minute time is very important to me. I'm gonna get you a do not disturb sign for your bathroom. Oh, they they know, (laughs) they know. (laughs) And that was the first thing I did. And um, I remember feeling like, oh, this is too indulgent, and every single night a bath, and, and it was the it was the door that opened for me. So that's what I mean. It wasn't like I woke up and started exercising every I day. I love how people are like a bath, how luxurious. You know, like I'm like, you're not the queen of sheep, but like that's a normal <laughs> thing to do. It's okay to take a bath. Yeah, and I do that every single day. I take a bath after. Um, I do have it in a time where I feel like I'm going to really get the most relaxation. So for me, it's after I put my kids to bed early. That's like a boundary I have in my family. But my kids go to bed early, and then I take a bath first thing. And Tyler knows, like, this isn't a time for Katie to have discussion. In the beginning, though, you would come in and be like, do you know this thing that happened in the business? And I'd be like, you can tell me about that now in 29 minutes. Now I don't even minutes. talk to you anymore. I yeah. go put my podcast in, wrap up but the night, do a little I stretching. I taught you <laughs> the boundary around night I had yeah, there. I true. taught you how to treat me in that environment, yeah. and I set up the stage. But it was the bath that allowed me to do this one thing for myself every day. So again, it's not something that's insane that happens overnight. It's a small act of self-care and self-love and maybe you hate the bath and that's fine. Pick something else. Maybe it's a 20 minute walk by yourself after dinner. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it's those small tiny things that add up. Now I can barely go on vacation because when I'm on I was vacation, just gonna comment on this. it's not even fun I was anymore. I just gonna say this. Because my routine has, begot, has become so like self like so much self-care that when I'm on vacation, I'm so out of my routine and I'm like, I kind of just want to go back home. I want to go home. <laughs> want to go back to the routine. I, I mean, that's home. a beautiful thing, though, is is when you get to go on this vacation that most people would be like, wow, what a wonderful vacation. And you're having a fun time, but you're like, I'm really looking forward to going home and being a part of my routine. I'm really looking forward to going home and getting back to work. Like, it's that's like build a you, life yeah. you don't want to escape from. Right. Yeah. Build right? A life like, you it, don't it can actually be from. a pleasurable experience, yeah. even with work, even with stress. Those are always going to exist. But you can actually create an environment in your life when you do have that connection with self where you're like, I, I'm stressed. I'm going through some stuff, but I'm not like trying to run from this. Well, that's, I, that's what I thought about on our trip we just took. I was like, I used to use this vacation every year we took in February. February as a way to escape the life I had built for myself. Yeah. And this year I wanted back to the life I had built for myself. Oh, that's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Gosh, that's a it's beautiful It's possible. Thing. But it took me three years. And a whole and I lot still of support have, and community. And in the scheme of things, three years, <laughs> it's not that long of a time, and I right? Still, and guess yeah. what? My journey's not over. It's for no. the rest of my life. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, um, well, I'm so grateful that everyone tuned in today. Please, we hope that this podcast conveyed the value of community 
please join our calls. You have unlimited calls in your WeShape membership. So we really hope you join one of the coach calls where you can ask Tyler movement-related questions or one of the WeShare calls. Uh, we'll see you guys there. And don't forget the code word is coconut. Coconut. Show up for yourselves, right? And then if you feel like you can't show up for yourselves, reach out to the community and say, I'm really struggling to show up for myself. Yeah. So we're here. lean on everybody. We're here. All right. See you next week, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's show. Now, before you go, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a moment right now to subscribe to the podcast and then leave us a review. This helps spread the word so more people can feel lighter by shedding one belief at a time. Also, we want to hear from you. So if this episode impacted you or you have any questions that you think would be great for us or any of our future guests, please feel free to email us at podcast at weshape.com. And finally, if you want to try WeShape's different approach to health and fitness, remember that right now you can sign up for WeShape's Feel Good Challenge and get access to everything WeShape has to offer for free. Just click the link in our podcast description or go to weshape.com slash challenge to sign up.